comments. Beautiful. <laughs> what was that? Can you repeat that, Jason? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure what we were talking about. <laughs> oh, hi, Tim. Hi, Julia. How are you guys tonight? Welcome to Spilling Ink Live. It's another beautiful Saturday evening. At least I think it is. I wouldn't know because I haven't left the house in, uh, you know, eight weeks or whatever now. Uh, <laughs> Although I have to say, Jason, before we go on, that, that snippet, that TikTok video you posted about <laughs> the... Uh... <laughs> The people coming to work and breaking COVID quarantine. Yes. <laughs> that well, was hilarious. Uh, it's funny is that, you know, it, that actually happens. And people have told me, why didn't you just lock the doors? Well, sometimes we see we have to leave the clinic, walk out to the client's car, talk to them about their animal, and then bring the animal inside. But while we're out at their car, it's like another car will like ninja its way in. And then the people will jet for the door before I, I've had a chance to lock it. Like, boom, now they're in our lobby. Now I'm mopping the lobby again. I'm like, damn it. But yeah, that was a lot of fun making that TikTok My, video my favorite lot. part, though, was you running out the door with the toilet paper flying <laughs> from your backside as you trip and fall. That, that was the best part. <laughs> that was great. I was nearly crying when I hit the ground, though, because I, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know it until the next day. But I actually have a, a, a broken rib. Um, that we, that we, we don't, we don't know how I broke it. I just, I went to the doctor and be like, man, there's something wrong. And he was like, yeah, it's, it's broken. I was like, damn it. And I'm throwing myself on the ground the day before for the stupid TikTok video. <laughs> oh, but welcome to the show, everybody. The lovely Katie Trainwreck Salitis is going to do our official show introductions today take it away katie oh you're Ooh, on that after side. that lovely introduction thank you so much jason all right well welcome everybody to another live edition of spilling ink we are the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry and before we get started we need to make a shout out to our sponsor creative edge publicity uh they are our generous contributors that help us to get this show on both youtube and facebook live at the same time so we can see all of your beautiful comments so Creative Edge is your brand, your future. They are the advocates of collaboration and believers in partnership in the ever-changing literary industry. How'd I do there? Is that good? Ooh, you know, I think you did pretty well. And on a personal note, guys, I they, they aren't just our sponsors. Um, I, I am one of Creative Edge's clients. Um, so I pay for their publicity services. And I have, I have been very impressed so far. It's only been a couple months, and I have just got... So much stuff on, on my schedule, and, and it's it's fantastic. So I'm I'm really happy with them. And if you are looking for a publicist and you don't necessarily make a million dollars a year, uh, I would suggest giving them a shout. But we have uh, two wonderful guests tonight, uh, both of whom have never been on the show before. Uh, we have uh, the beautiful and talented J.E. Taylor. J.E., how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm not a guest, though. Come wait, on. wait, but you're representing <laughs> your, your publishing house today. I, as, as part of Novel Concept Publishing with Jason Halstead here, <laughs> yes, I guess I'm you know stepping into the limelight as the publisher. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show. We're we're very we're very happy to have you on. Now, our next guest is the reason that I had to change my name, Mr. Jason Halstead, also from Michigan. And and I I feel like we're gonna something has got to be breaking in the universe right now. There can't be two Jasons from Michigan. But Jason, how's it going tonight? Uh, going well so far. Excellent, excellent. You look like like a buff military guy. Are you a buff military guy? I am a former competitive weightlifter and a former uh, Air Force veteran, yes. All right, then. There we go. We nailed I it. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, welcome. And pretty so, much. <laughs> so, Jason and, and uh, Jane, tell, it, tell us about your, your partnership, because I, I've never met Jason before, and I've never spoken to him, so tell us all about it. Well, we met while we were under... Um, I can't Excessica, yes. <laughs> you hurt me and, badly, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I edited okay. your book. And every, I'm sure every time you... I told you, Julia. my edits, you turn the color of my walls. <laughs> He's the one that dubbed me bitch with a red pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she does talk about you. <laughs> yes, uh. he gave me my nickname. <laughs> so... 
and and when Accessica went to a a co-op instead of a publisher, we had been talking and 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 you know we're like, do we want to start a publishing house? Well, okay, <laughs> so novel concept publishing was was born, and you know he does all the business and 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 money managing, and you know I do the client and editing and and uh, acquisitions. So. How many people are you guys publishing aside from your own stuff and obviously our stuff that we co-wrote together too? Right now, I think it's four. Okay. Um, we had been up to <laughs> eight or nine, but you know, unfortunately, two two of our our uh, published authors passed away in the tenure. Oh, no. You know, one one from cancer and and the other one just from older. Yeah. Heart attack all okay. age, yeah. Okay. So, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, those were those were kind of hard losses. <laughs> wow. So, Wait, what's it but, like though to to take on a client and to agree to publish them? Like, what are what are your criteria? It has to catch my interest. <laughs> yeah. Um, ultimately, they've got to be interesting. Um, they have to write something that that you know hooks you and makes something that you would want to read and and be interested in and and want to see it improve and get better and say you know okay this is this isn't i kind of like where you're going with this but can we make this better can we make it into something that uh we can do something with and we can help you out with because it's it's more than just saying okay no i want to read this it's seeing something and, and seeing somebody that you know we feel that hey we can make you better we can help you succeed and how hands-on are you when it comes to taking a client's work and um, reworking it or getting them to rework it to make it ready for publication? Mostly Jane gets stuck with that. Um, <laughs> I attempted it a few times and, you know, I, I found myself quite quite caught up in it. Um, very much trying to, to really help them out. And I worked with one or two guys, I guess only one guy that we didn't really saw it all the way through but uh we did a, a co-author kind of thing and um i was really working hard with him to, to try and help him uh, advance to the next level and make it so that he could evolve out of that and go on to succeed on his own and i know he attempted to do so we haven't really kept up we're still on great terms and everything but we haven't kept up that much to see how well he's doing but um it was a good experience for both of us yeah and I'm, I'm very interactive with the authors um you know i i know one of the one of the ones who passed away he used to call me and we used to talk through my notes and you know go back and forth and i'd explain why i wanted him to do something and he'd explain why it was and we'd usually meet in the middle um, was it okay was that bob or mark that was bob that okay was bob. i can see yeah. that <laughs> that's often well, the most I, like I tender a... part of, of yeah getting a novel ready is that editing phase because you know there there can be a lot of raw feelings for an author when they see oh, yeah. notes um which <laughs> are always intended to make the, their work better but there there can sometimes be that miscommunication or argument over whether or not they should apply those notes so how, how do you handle that from an editor standpoint yeah pushback from an author regarding notes well, I mean, as I said, the conversations back and forth with Bob were, were, were pretty productive on both sides and, you know, coming to a common ground. I know I made Shannon, who's, um, who's uh, the author of uh, FBI booklet on, or books on one of them, change her ending. I'm like, this will not fly. You will lose your readers. <laughs> and and that, was a, that was a tough conversation um so <laughs> like i'm like you can't you can't have all this unless you're ending things you know you know and she's like no no, no i want to go on i said then you have to change it in a way that's satisfying for something to somewhat end which you know in the beginning i was not good at in my own stories and i know darren threw a book across the room at you know at me once and said you cannot end it like that <laughs> <laughs> now, well, we when, we have when Jane a, a great my question. first book. I got the impression that uh, you know I hadn't seen any pictures of her. I didn't know anything, but I had this image of her in my head 
of her wearing either black or red leather with a uh, a whip of nine tails and uh, delighting in the blood you, that she Julia. spilled off of my back. So nice. Not far off from the truth. I mean, that's, no. you know, nice. Jane on the weekends. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and I, now I have... don't pull any punches. I don't try to soften the blow, which, you know, no. maybe, maybe that's the business analyst side of me. <laughs> okay, this is the facts. This is, you know, what's wrong. This is what you need to do. <laughs> you know, Jane, though, I, I absolutely love that when working with you. Because yes. as beta reading for your books, I know I can just tell you straight out. I don't have to, to soften anything because you'll do the same thing when beta reading for me. It's like, no, this has to change. Do this. That doesn't work. You know? No, you need to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, have a, we have a question from, uh, from the audience here, uh, from Joe, from Go Indie Now. And it, it kind of ties in for, with a question that I have for you. My question was for you regarding submissions. Um, you know, we, we always tell people, you know, it's really important, you, you know, you hook your reader on the, on the first uh, chapter. However, as, as an editor, as someone who works for a publishing company, owns a publishing company, if you're getting, you know, hundreds of submissions or thousands of submissions, how important is it for people to hook you on the very first page? Because you're not necessarily going to read through 20 pages if that first uh, couple pages doesn't snag you, are you? And then Joe asks, in reading submissions, what's one of the most common mistakes you see uh, often from authors these days? Data dumps. That are boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I need, I need action. I need something intriguing, and I need something, as Jason said, that hooks me. And you know, I've done, I've done editorships for for Allegory Ezine for years, and if somebody doesn't hook me in that first paragraph or second paragraph to pull me into the story, you've got to pull me along because. My attention span for, for reading nowadays has gotten really short. So you have to be really good to get me to commit to reading the whole thing. Here's, here's a follow-up on that. To prologue or not to prologue? I don't care about the prologue if it captures me. Okay. Yep. You know, if it's, if it's, and it's paramount to the story at some point, I don't yeah, mind yeah. that. But and the pro the prologues that I like, I love the ones like uh, and some people hate these. I, I know. But like Clive Cussler with his uh, w where he does the prologue that's actually, you know, 100 years in the past, some kind of historical event. And then you get to the story because that ties into the story later. I absolutely love that because I'm like the whole time I'm like, when is this going to come back into play? It's going to be amazing. So, I mean, I but. You know, I, I love prologues. Some people hate them, though. Some people, some editors hate prologues and epilogues. Why is that? I don't, I don't know. It just, if it doesn't capture you. I think that's the thing, though. Prologues mm -hmm. are often used as info dumps. Yeah. And, and that's what editors tend to not like. If it's like what you're saying, Jason, where it's, it's an integral note to the story that you need to know, then sure, because it doesn't fit within the, the linear chapters. But if it's just there to dump info so you can get everything before you start a book, and most people want to skip over it and just start the book. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to know the right place to start the book. Because in some cases, you know, if, if it's not the right moment, it doesn't capture readers either. Yeah. Well, and like, we're not, we're not all Stephen King. We can't take a hundred pages to really get into something good. We, <laughs> we're little guys. You got to do it right now. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jason? Says, Sorry. Julia says they can often be deleted or made into chapter one. That's true too. If, it, if a prologue might as well be a chapter one, didn't just call it a chapter one. <clears throat> I, uh, I think the only other thing I would really say is a, a deal breaker is the character has to be identifiable. It's gotta be something that we can, I can feel something in common with, you know, man, woman, doesn't matter as long as I can identify with, and, and there's some sort of a shared, uh, commonality or traits or experience or, or something that I can put myself in their shoes. Whereas somebody who just comes out, Hey, I'm Captain America and do anything. You know, I don't give a shit about you. I know <laughs> you're, you're no fun to me because you can't advance. You can't, right. you can't learn and experience new things. Well, and that's maybe something that uh, the three of you who probably have a lot more technical experience than I do with this might uh, be able to follow up on what makes a character relatable to someone. Because for, for me, it's, it's, their emotions and and the uh, the struggles they're going through that I'm like oh I relate to that I, I get that now I can I can I can feel like that but what kind of things 
do you do you look for that make a character relatable or do you suggest to your authors that they do to make that character you know more relatable to readers you incorporate visceral reactions into whatever the character is doing so that relates to the emotions and the physical manifestations of the emotions instead of telling i was just i was just going to say explain visceral for everybody <laughs> the show not tell <laughs> and 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 you know make me care about the 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 character flaws you know the characters have to be flawed they they have to be people they have to have you know quirks and traits and and things that you know you look at that and you say oh you cringe because a you've done that or you know somebody who's done that and you know you 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 stay awake late at night because you go over that that time you did that stupid thing in your head and the characters have to have that too they have to do these same things where you're like yeah i know how you feel because i did that and that was dumb yeah a character that's relatable to a reader is a, a character that a reader is going to want to follow mm -hmm. absolutely i um you know speaking as a, as a author not a publisher um i wrote uh, the lost girls it's it's a book where my main character is a, a man-hating lesbian and i have, rece have received a lot of fan mail about that um from women stating that they don't believe that I could have written that because I'm not obviously a man-hating lesbian. <laughs> um, I, I, how how could a guy write this? You know, how could you do this? And I'm sorry, but I did. I, <laughs> it's you know, it's not. We're all we're all people. We uh, you know the plumbing. I don't think really matters that much. It's you know we all have shared experiences, and you know there's no reason why we can't all put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. And, and that's, that's just the trick to do. In, in a way well, you almost become the character you're writing about while yeah. you're writing about them. And, and if you can really step into their shoes, you create a better representation for your reader. Is, you know, looking at yeah. me, you get, you know, I, I'm a former motorcycle riding, you know, you know, all these uh, stereotypes that probably apply to me. I'm not a very emotional guy, but when it comes to writing my stuff, yes, I get into character and there've been times where I have to, you know, wipe my cheeks because I got into character too much with them. And, and that's what I beat you up on in the beginning. <laughs> Some yeah. of that. It's Jane's fault that I cry. <laughs> going on the, the crying here, what's the hardest thing you've had to tell um, your author while editing them? We, yeah, we got a couple of editors in the comments too that could probably <laughs> chime in on this. Or, you know, in, 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 the, in the case of Jason, I had to tell him at one point a woman would react like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is how they would react. <laughs> you know? I, I have some, um, I have some um, sex scenes in, in some of my books that I've run through. Uh, a female beta reader, beta reader several times um, just to get their feedback and they've told me things similar that you know a woman wouldn't do that they don't feel that we need to you know edit this so it's more like this and I'm like okay well it, and that those weren't hard things to hear it was just like okay good it's it's good for me to to understand this because you know I'm, I'm writing from a, a different place so that's that's good that's oh, yeah, hi Kendra say hi Ayla oh yep yeah. hi Kendra um <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm drinking old, uh, Tennessee or wait, old smoky, um, old smoky, caramel old whiskey. Oh <laughs> yes. Salted caramel whiskey. Oh my God. Is it good? Kendra, seriously, you really got to get some of this. That, um, that is good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, that's yeah. the last of the bottle. Oh, <laughs> <A little fiddle. laughs> Oh yeah, breaking out the world's smallest violin. <laughs> you were saying, Jason. Right, Jason, Jason, you were saying something. Uh, yeah, I was, but I don't remember what it was because I got distracted by the caramel whiskey. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I, I wanted to say that that's kind of, um, um, you know, you mentioned that some of your your mail said that you know you couldn't possibly. Um, have written that because that's that's not who you are. But um, I think that something that's important for people to remember is that this is our jobs. When we are behind, we, when we are in writing mode, it is our jobs 
to write as whatever character we're 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 doing, and um, you know if that character isn't you know, doesn't present the same way that we do, that's okay. You know we can still write about them, um, and mm -hmm. we we don't have to pretend that we own that space or know any, everything about that you know person or culture or anything else. But we do know that character because it's our character, um, and and I think that that's something that um, certain readers sometimes forget is that. We're just making this shit up. It's a, it's all in our heads. We could do what we want, you know. It's us. Yeah, I mean, I I write in both female and male perspectives in my book, so it's like, <laughs> and then I get I get my husband's feedback. Would, would they do this? <laughs> and not, and he kind of looks at me. You know, it, it, I don't know. I'm I'm surprised. My son, I've gone back. He sent me a short story three times. I've gone back each time, giving him more edits and more opportunities that he's missed. God, I, I would hate I that so much. Oh, poor boy. Son, but now I'm starting oh, to get poor boy. <laughs> But it's actually a pretty good sci-fi fantasy that he's writing. So <laughs> I'm just pushing him harder yeah. and harder and, and making him get deeper and deeper into emotions instead of telling and, you know, and... and uh get the senses in there not just visuals so <laughs> well what what do you guys read to to recharge you know like not like beta reading not reading for for work like what's your what's your pleasure reading what do you what's your go-to also kendra uh, it's probably time for Ayla to get some new earrings too. Maybe some fancy ones with spiders on them. Sorry, that's a friend of mine uh, yeah <laughs> so pleasure reading what do you guys do i mean you got favorite genres or anything um I read urban fantasy or, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm kind of eclectic in that way. And then I have, you know, <laughs> military grades fiction too. So yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, as much as uh, this baffles people, I really don't care for Stephen King very much, but um, Dean Koontz is, is probably my all time He's he's the guy that I you know bow down and worship. Just uh, seeing the way he strings words together, it just blows my mind. Um, but at the same time, uh, you mentioned um, Clive Cussler, or not? Yeah, Clive Cussler. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his, and was sad to see him go. Um, I don't think his son carries the same weight that he does. Uh, but okay. recently, I think no, the, I one of the most recent books I read was Rebecca Rowanhorse. Um, that's kind of. Uh, I don't even know what genre that fits in. It's definitely a fantasy, sci-fi kind of thing, and uh, I really, really enjoyed her too. Well, yeah, cool. I've been doing that's a lot of romance too. So just yeah. <laughs> well, and I've been reading some different stuff. I've uh, oh yeah, Becca. Oh, Becca, I'm. I, it's been such a long day. I, day I can't even do Rebecca's voice. I'm sorry. Uh, Rebecca says, I've had beta readers come back and tell me women don't have sex like that. Feel that. And I had to be like, oh, honey, no. Uh, Rebecca <laughs> is, from from my understanding, Rebecca is probably the most experienced person on the planet. Just from, <laughs> just from her comments, I'm like, okay, Rebecca knows everything about everything pretty much when it comes to sex. Um, it makes her an excellent <laughs> editor for, for naughty stories, though. It yes. sure does. I told her I needed a uh, hot, steamy sex scene written for something, and I, I'm sure she's on it. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been reading some different stuff. I actually picked up, um, oh, gosh, it was it's not Strangers. It's uh, Travelers by uh, V.S. Holmes, um, and it's about a um, uh, an archaeologist and this crazy adventure, and it, it's really, really kind of cool and different. And then I read... Uh, uh, more of a drama um, by uh, Victoria Schwab that's uh, that was up on NetGalley called The uh, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And that was cool. Um, but, you know, different for me. You know, and I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to push myself out from where I usually was, which is, you know, Michael Crichton, Stephen King, Dean Koontz, Clive Barker. Um, you know, so that I can, and I, I feel the more, the more I read outside of my genres, the better I'm going to be able to write. So that's, well, that's, that's my goal right now. Now you have the whole Steve Williams series for <laughs> me. Yes, that's right. That's right. That that'll actually be next up. I've got yeah. like hundreds of books on my TBR list, but I'm like, whatever, whatever is most recent in my memory, that's what I end up reading. <laughs> well, Get on that. Katie, Katie, have you have you done any reading lately? Have you had time at all or no? 
reading for for pleasure no um yeah. a, a lot of the freelance work of that i've been doing is is you know like manuscript critiquing and and book layouts so i i'm reading a lot of client work um I, i'm definitely enjoying your story though jason this is oh, my second you. run through on it because you sent me the book <laughs> years ago and i got to read I it and now I get to. Uh, I can't read spiders. <laughs> now I get to be a part of the editing process, so I'm I'm having yes. even more fun as a as a critiquer now. <laughs> well, you know it, what's what's awesome, and I got I've got to tell you this, and this is a a huge shout out for Three Furies Press, um, who is actually publishing Pathosis, and I think the next book, maybe we haven't really talked about it, but um, anyhow, I am having a really hard time with anxiety lately. And so I, I'm just, I, 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 I told the bosses, I was like, look, I, I don't know if I can do dev edits. I don't know if I can get through developmental, uh, developmental edits. Um, and uh, I said, you know, hey, would you trust us enough to just go through and do this work? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, you're my publisher. That's, that's why you're my publisher. And so they've been doing all this hard work to make this book the best it could be. And now Katie's helping me to, to edit and a couple other people are going to be helping and and they're just taking all this work and, and they're doing it for me because I, I'm not in a, in a place mentally where I can handle it. And it's just like, I've never worked with a company that would do that for me, you know, that's so accommodating. Um, and, it, and it's pretty, it's a really, it's a really good feeling to and, know and that you're I with a company that cares. I wouldn't be afraid of the developmental edits. I mean, you have a great story and you know it's a great story. So a little spit and polish on it isn't going to, it's not gonna be detrimental. I think when you go through and you see some of the comments and notes, it'll actually make you smile because there are, are many moments in there. And, and when I do critiques, I always put the happy moments along with the bad ones. But there are many moments where I'm just laughing <laughs> out loud or I'm like, oh my God, this is great. This is a perfect line because I want make, I want to make sure that, especially when I do critiques for clients, that they see the good, not just the bad. That's awesome. And, and that's, that's important. <laughs> just include some positive stuff too. Otherwise your authors are going to want to kill themselves and then I, call I, you the bitch with the red pen. <laughs> I, I think I tried. <laughs> you can tell better than whether I said good things or not. Well, and editing is so hard anyway. I mean, it, when, you, when you're editing your, your own story and going through before you even start submitting it to publishers, it's stressful because you're trying to make it so perfect and there's so much of you in it. And then somebody else goes and opens it up with their red pen. <coughs> Jane! And, oh, oh my gosh, it, it can hurt sometimes. It really can. You know, we talk about having thick skin, but some of us don't know how to grow that thick skin or just haven't grown it yet. So uh, it could be a it could be a really daunting process. Um, yeah, I always but, recommend a glass of wine with edits. <laughs> I learned that uh, I Maybe can't something stronger because I <laughs> oh, know ahead, I know what it, I learned I can't self-edit. I, I know what I meant to write, and that's what I see when I read. So mm -hmm. I will miss virtually everything that's wrong with it, from typos to uh, other errors, and I, I require a third set of eyes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stop clicking I mean, at the same time as me, Katie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we, we all do. We know what we meant to say. So you, you have yeah. to have that extra set of eyes look at it. Yeah. Well, oh, and yeah. it's, just, it's, it's kind of, it, and it's, if you think of it as in, in your head, you're, you're, you're having conversation with someone. Maybe you're having an argument. That's, that's a good way to look at it. And in your head, you know you, what you need to say to, to make your point, right? But the words just don't come out quite right. Later mm -hmm. on in the shower, you figure out what they are. So the editor is that later on in the shower. They know what those words are supposed to be. They're going to fix it for you. They're going to tell you. Uh, well, they not that I've had that many. What did you mean here? Because you lost me. <laughs> I, I like um, Were you like this Well, I, I love this one from, from Joshua. When my brother proofreads, he leaves comments like, not the word you're looking for, dumbass. I was like, that, that's a brother. That's a brother right there. <laughs> and, and if your editor knows you, they can be a little bit more lax with you. If you're working for somebody you don't know at all, then you have to be as, as polite as possible with your comments. 
-hmm. you know, Wilson has a good point here. Wilson. Oh, no, there is. There is enough. <laughs> the good Wilson says, the good thing about focusing on short smut, there's not enough plot to need develop plot to need developmental editing. <laughs> Shout out to Wilson! Hey, oh, oh, I don't know where it, where it went to uh, take it off now. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, another another thing when I get submissions that that irks the hell out of me is somebody who doesn't know how to format things and it's all just one text. It's like, nope, that you'll lose me there. So yeah. if you don't know how to do paragraph indents or you know just common general word document formatting, you have lost me. <laughs> my, my pet peeve is people that don't know what they're talking about. I know there's the mantra that uh, you don't need to know what, you know, if, if you've never done it before, you can write about it. No, you can't. Right. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of research that needs you to be do done. You can research, or if you're like me, you can just have done a lot of really stupid things in your life. And do all <laughs> that. You know, one way or another, there's there's ways to get around that. Well, in certain things specifically, uh, weaponry, people will come down hard on an author who doesn't get weaponry correct. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're writing yeah, military sure. yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, so, that's one of the reasons why I went shooting with somebody way back when, when I was doing the FBI agent. I'm like, I got to know how how easy or how hard it is. I was okay with a little 22, but anything bigger than that, I mean, I couldn't hit a bullseye, you know, if it was right there, because <laughs> it was like, boom, you know, this little person being thrown by the kick of a gun. <laughs> See, and, then, and this is this is one of the reasons that I can claim my sword as a business expense. Yes, <laughs> Because I, I do right. practice with them so I can block out fights. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I heard that you ordered a new sword. Girl. I did. <laughs> I should have it next week. Well, I'll tell show us it about on the, the show. Tell, tell us all about it though, because you you have you have the what are they short swords? Is that what you have already? I, I do a beautiful one before the show. I, I do have my wooden training swords, which I bought at Combat Con a few years ago, and I have a lot of fun playing with those. My kids love sparring with those, and I've nearly broken my daughter's thumb with it um, because we'll really get into it. <laughs> Um, but I also do have a, a sword that I've had for years, which is above my desk right now, which I practice with sort of, um, it's, it's not a, a real like combat ready sword. It's, it's not balanced. It's, um, more for show than anything else, but this new one, I should be able to actually practice with, it'll be weighted properly. Um, it's the right length for me and I can't wait till it comes in. So next week I'll show you. Is it, is it a, a wooden one or is it metal or what is it? No, it, it's a real sword. Um, it's uh, more of the, the Jian style that uh, it's um, double-edged. It's roughly, I want to say, 36 inches from tip to hilt. Um, and uh, it, it's one of a thinner blade style. Okay. So it'll That's be fun cool. to practice with. Cool. I, I'm, I'm going to use it with, uh, with Tai Chi so I can work the moves a little better. Hmm. Okay. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. And and supporting yeah. local artists, the sword, um, the person I bought the sword from, I met at Combat Con. He does all the swords, um, crafting them, doing the hilts, everything himself. So supporting local authors or local artists. Sorry. Yeah, I've never blocked out fight scenes, but I've actually, you know, asked my <laughs> the cat's there again. <laughs> I've actually done my. He hasn't been there the last couple of weeks. <laughs> she's been shy <laughs> i've actually made my son you know show me or my son's teacher show me jaquito moves to you know get out of things and stuff like that but yeah <laughs> and i can just visualize it in my head <laughs> there's our cat butt <laughs> yep <laughs> one of the other ways to to work with like researching how to fight is to watch training videos too you can, mm -hmm. you know, YouTube's filled with them and you can watch how instructors teach the moves and watch how people spar with them. And you can use that visual aid to, you know, write how it looks. Yeah. And, and then I, you can... And black oh, go ahead, Jason. I'll say, and then you can, you can take what you've learned and turn around and make fun of movies for doing things wrong. <laughs> um, I can't tell you how many flaws I spotted in Jack Ryan from the training I'd Oh, seen. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, no, after years of watching Black Belt um, 
lessons and, and, and training and, and classes and stuff like that for my son. It's, it's fun to watch multiples going at somebody <laughs> and how they get out of it <laughs> and how they disarm people when they have stuff and all of those training techniques, just watching. I haven't done it because I would break. <laughs> it's fun if you can get somebody to practice with you. Like yeah. when I get the wooden swords out and I can have somebody, you know, really just have fun and, you know, practice through like a sword fight scene. It's a lot of fun I, to work on. My brother and I, when we were, when we were little used to, you know, we used to sword fights with PVC pipes or sticks or whatever we could find, of course. But I, yeah. I don't think it was a matter of having fun. I think we were legitimately trying to hurt each other. And it was just like, I mean, so we were doing some dumb shit when we were young. <laughs> Yeah. I had uh, I had a friend. We playing hockey wasn't violent enough for us, so we would get wooden dowels, turn them into swords, um, and add uh, some foam around them. And Usual the sticks, yeah. It wasn't going to hurt as much, and we'd stand the rollerblades and continue to whack at each other. Yes, excellent. <laughs> Let me tell you, the pool noodles that you get, you know, at the summertime to just go at the pool and have oh, yeah. fun. Those make the most amazing play swords for kids. They can wail at each other all day long without getting hurt. <laughs> that's a pro tip right there. That's, that is. that's pro parenting right there. If you don't put the wooden dowel in them, they will not hurt each other. Yeah, I, <laughs> I surprised my son one day after, after thing, there was a move that when somebody's coming down like that, you grab their arm and wrap it around and then kneel and they go down. And they were doing it slow in class. And I said, come here, let's try that. And I did it and I did it fast. And he's laying on the ground looking at me, mom, you're not supposed to do it fast. I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> so, so I did pick up some of the uh, stuff. <laughs> and I pretty, pretty much did it accurately, but I didn't do it slow. <laughs> so. I'm telling uh, you, Regine, oh, the Regine pool noodles are, are perfectly safe. <laughs> uh, my kid, my kids will find a way. They'll strangle each other with them or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, Joe, Joe asks if uh, he's the only one that doesn't uh, or remembers bloody knuckles. I remember bloody knuckles, man. Oh, yeah. I was. You didn't want to play bloody knuckles with me. I've got like ginormous, you know, freaking meat hands. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh yeah, bloody knuckles. God, we did some dumb stuff back in the day, didn't we? Oh, yeah. we really did. That was back when uh, lawn darts were a thing, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, we had those. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I remember my, my kids uh, My kids yeah. know what uh, airsoft guns yeah. are. Yeah, my husband did. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. That, that, was, that was just a thing. Uh, so my, my kids have uh, on occasion shot uh, airsoft guns at each other, but... Back back in my days, it was BB guns. It was like you're you're out you're hunting with BB guns over each other, <laughs> and if you get hit, you just you should have hit better. <laughs> well, paint guns oh, hurt yes. too. Oh, yeah. hurt too. Not that really. I I haven't I haven't done it before, but it looks fun. It's Paintball fun. is so much fun. I've I've never actually I've been shot a few times and didn't realize it and got yelled at like I was cheating and I just didn't know I got shot. So. <laughs> One of my one of my first my jobs. Said, they had the guns turned down way down then. <laughs> one of my first jobs, they they wanted to do a team building exercise and took us all out paintballing. Yep, that was Ooh, a bad idea. Sweet. No, yeah. At my yeah. day job, they won't uh, for team building uh, events. We, we do those from time to time, uh, not presently, of course. But um, I keep recommending, let's go to a firing range. Let's go to do paintball. Um, let's go to axe throwing at. Uh, 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 place like that they yeah. refuse to take me anywhere where there are pointy weapons, weapons. firearms anything <laughs> that uh i could turn on somebody <laughs> it's probably a safe bet yeah well the paintball thing i didn't go my husband oh. did so <laughs> i i did and i shot my boss in the back about eight times and the next day nice. when I was greeting him, I gave him a good slap across the back when I said good morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rebecca, that's that's what we were saying. Now nowadays they use uh airsoft. We used to use BB guns. We didn't use twenty twos. I, I think that was a step too far. But yeah, that's Rebecca, Rebecca's a savage. <laughs> my my kids are actually uh 
we were cleaning out our, our shed in the back because we, we bought some chickens, and so I'm going to convert it into a little bit of a chicken coop. And um, so we're cleaning it out, and they found uh, found my two uh, air rifles that are that are back there. And so now my, while I'm at work, my wife has been teaching them how to shoot in the backyard, and they're having a blast. I'm like, awesome, man. They're always showing me their targets and stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, How did we get off topic again? Well, Joe Joe said squirrel, so I figured that meant we had to take a, take a jog there. So we had to blame Joe this time. That's right. Well, I, oh, I did want to ask because I don't know, Jason. Do you do you write as? Excuse me, as well. Uh, from time to time, yes, I've been known to write. Okay, what what do you write? What do you like to write? He's prolific. Come on, don't. Yeah, are you like Jane? Are you are you? Uh... <laughs> Uh, I think I'm around 120 some odd stories out there, books oh out there. Oh my lord! Awesome, mm-hmm. sweet. And I Mostly think you started around the same time, right? What's that? You started around the same time. 2009. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We all started about the same time. You guys like put me way in the dust, but well, damn, that's a I, lot. <laughs> I used to crank out one every three to four weeks, full-length novels, but uh, okay. last year, year and a half two years i've been really slowing down uh just you know life gets too busy yeah. and, and wilson who commented earlier he was part of the the 2009 crew yeah. <laughs> the, the old accessica crew yes yeah. <laughs> we're think... all accessica rejects <laughs> yeah wilson's gonna call me out because uh i made that that poor bastard make most of my covers so he yeah. uh <laughs> 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 and he still cranks out the covers, man. Yeah. He works hard. <clears throat> he does. He's done all the covers for our our uh, authors as well. So, <laughs> Joe, my brother was our lawn dart. Love it. Love it. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. So, are you guys? Well, of course, you guys are writing right now. I am. I'm waiting for my publisher to do all the work for me so I can sweep in and like write a final paragraph uh, to make it all seem like it was all me. But are you guys like finishing any projects right now? Do you have anything cool that's, that's about to come out? Heavy sigh. Heavy sigh. Um, the, the, the Grimm's daughter book, um, I, Amazon actually did change the date for me. So I'm very happy, but that gives me much more time. <laughs> than I thought I had. So now I'm still stuck in the, okay, which book do I do? That one or the zombie apocalypse one that I started. So I'm going back and forth. I'm still not focused enough to really, you know, bang out 500 words a day. Um. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's strange. We have, um, it seems like we have so much more time now than, than we're used to, but I, I'm having a tough time focusing too. It's it's. I mean, and and I'm working now, but not as much as I used to. And it's just like, what? I, I've got where where is the drive? I I don't seem to have it. It's it's really frustrating. Oh, don't rip my earbuds out. Oh. No, I I yeah, actually want can't. the uh, I went the other way. I've with this quarantine, I've I've been a little more a uh, little more inspired, I guess. Um, we're w- waiting on uh, Wilson and I to finalize cover art on. Uh, a sci-fi book, and then I've got another uh, different series sci-fi book that I'm churning through uh, a few thousand words a day um, when time permits. Uh, and it's, I don't know, I'm not driving to work anymore, so I've got some extra time, and just I'm able to uh, break away a couple hours, uh, or every, every couple hours I'll break away from, from the day job and grab some uh, weights and do something real quick just to keep myself going. and. I just feel more more energetic and more inspired, but these days. But that's awesome. I'm also not. Uh, I, I I was built for this quarantine thing, hmm. so this is. Uh, I'm enjoying this. I've been planning how I can turn my entire subdivision into a uh, armed compound <laughs> to, to you know to keep the raiders out. So. <laughs> well, you've got a mission, and that's. I'm good. ready to go. So that's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, my day job. Now that I'm remote seems to be instead of you know eight or nine hours like normal it seems to be 10 sometimes more of meetings yeah back to back to back to back and i'm like oh i'm not getting anything done because i'm not going to work all night on this either (laughs) um and my husband's hours are insane it's just like 
they're like, oh, you're home. You can do it. I'm like, mm, I have other things. <laughs> I'm supposed to shut up at this time. <laughs> I'm supposed to stop being my day person and turn into J.E. Taylor at 5 p.m. <laughs> Julia, we should we should do a sprint tomorrow. We should get some people on board for sprinting tomorrow. Uh, make it like first thing in the morning, like eight a.m. for everybody. Yeah, oh, it's Sunday. they love no, that. Ten, so I don't have to get out of bed. <laughs> I don't, I'm okay, I guess, in the quarantine, but because I'm actually I've actually applied to go full time remote because we're moving to New Hampshire. <laughs> But it's just like not being able to get out, not being able to go to our beach place and walk the beach is just driving me a little batshit. Yeah. yeah. It's it's strange. Yeah, it's strange. What about you, Katie? You doing any writing? I know well, you're you're super busy with your, your move and everything. Or do you have time for any writing? I haven't figured out what normal is yet. And so it's been really hard to to set aside time and to actually like schedule work time and homeschooling time and and writing time so every day is kind of a crapshoot um if i have client work that always comes first because i gotta pay the bills um otherwise you know i'm doing side projects like i'm working on your novel um to do some of the critiques on that um i do have a novel i'm working on and it's just happening really really slowly so when when it's done it'll be done i'm not putting a deadline on it right now because normal is just a thing of the past so I, I can't, you know, I can't do the thousand words a day like I used to do. Yeah. Strange days, strange days. Yeah. Oh, we've, we've got a got a very long. <laughs> we've got a couple very long comments from uh, Merck Rain. Did you see those, Katie? I, I see those. I'm. I, I was not trying sure. to understand the first one. Yeah, I don't uh, know what that is. Looks like they're telling a little bit of a story. Merck, I'm 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 not gonna read them all because they're they're quite long, but it, it does look yes, look I interesting. am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I, no, I'm answering Wilson's question. Oh uh, yeah, Wilson, Wilson. Merck, you're writing a zombie of Yes, I am. <laughs> I had started it before all this pandemic stuff, but it's not pandemic related. It's just zombie. So, so you've got zomb <laughs> you've got zombie apocalypse. Yeah, Jason, what what have you got going on that you're working on? Uh, it's a kind of hard to describe. It's a continuation of a series, uh, I guess, urban, um, paranormal, whatever. Uh, it, it's, it's definitely a fantasy and sci-fi mixed together and, uh, okay. visiting, a, a you know, using a magical portal to visit, a, a negative world, uh, of earth kind of oh, thing. Cool. But, uh, I, I, I have been inspired by COVID and I'm actually, uh, there is a sickness that's spreading and, and that's having a lot of fun with that. Okay. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Katie, can you divulge anything about your work in progress? I, I can't right now because I'm still working the plot out, but it okay. is the fifth book in the asset series. So for those who oh, okay. so, have, yeah. yeah, those who've read, you know, books one through four, you already know what to expect. Okay. Awesome. And, and, I'm, and Katie and I are, are, are still figuring out what we can do because we want to tie in another series together, yeah. but we got to figure out the right one. Right. And we want to be able to write in her world, not mine. This time. And, and, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed writing with Jane. I, I really did. We both meshed so well. Um, our writing styles are very similar. And I, I kind of appreciate the fact that she writes faster than me because she forces me <laughs> to catch up. <laughs> so it, it, it really, you know, it's helpful to have a writing partner who's like making you work faster. I like that. Yeah, three books in six months. So we did good. Yeah, we did yeah. good. Yes. I cannot even fathom that. That is just awesome. That's well, with two, awesome. Of, with two of us, it was easy. Yeah, it, it, we had a lot of online meetings and, and both of us keep similar schedules. So if we ever got stuck, it was like, hey, pop on real quick. Let's talk this through. Yeah. And, you know, anytime we would hit the wall between talking for, you know, half hour or whatever, we'd figure out the way through it and we would continue on. So it, it worked really well. Right. Yeah, and, and my husband would, would pipe in every now and then when we're on the phone, too, because usually we, we talked when we were in the car driving to or from me. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, she had me 
for two hours. <laughs> it was a good experience. And, and, you know, writing with other authors sometimes can be hard um, if you don't mesh well. Even two, you know, really brilliant authors may not work together well. So it's, it's good to find a writing partner you can actually work with. So yeah. your, co your co-writing experience, Jason, how, was, how did that work with you? Well, the one I did, it was more of a mentorship, really. I said, hey, I, I, I like some of the stuff you've done. Uh, would you like to you know, work with me and I can introduce you to things and get you going on stuff? And, and he, he jumped on it and we, we hashed out, okay, this is the you know, characters. This is what we kind of want to have to happen. And, and I would kind of provide guidance and, um, and edits and stuff along the way and say, you know, here, here's kind of the plot that I'm seeing. And he would come back, fire back what he thought, and then we would uh, just kind of figure it out. He did most of the the grunt work, um, mm -hmm. and then I would come back and do the fine tuning, and uh, and then yeah, we'd we'd get together and figure out okay, how do we want this to work out exactly, and and take it from there. Hmm. So it was it wasn't truly I don't really think it was truly a a, a 50 50 partnership. Uh, along the lines of both of us being equal, equally, um, I'm not even sure how to phrase it really without sounding like I was a jerk, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, just kind of controlling what he was doing, because uh, that, that wasn't the case. It wasn't how it felt at all, but, uh, um, you know, I was, I was leading him on to, to show him how to do things and how to uh, how to get things out there and how to, how to complete the story um, and plot it out and, and get it to where it needed to go and and it was just it was a lot of it was a good experience for both of us good yeah so yeah as katie was saying some some times it doesn't work you know i've ha i've heard horror stories <laughs> that mm -hmm. it didn't work and and it's great to have that ex you know pleasant experience so i want to write with katie again so she obviously oh. she wants to write with me again too so that was kind of like oh you know same same reaction you know, and, and I've done some co-writing with Wilson, too. I know he's still listening out there. And writing with him, even though it was a different experience than writing with you, Jane, it, it was a, a good experience. We both had very similar visions. We both played to our strengths. And um, with, with Jason, or not Jason, sorry, with Wilson, he has such a lyrical way about how he writes things. I absolutely love the way the words flow when he writes them. So mm -hmm. he handled a lot more of, you know, any of the 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 beautiful descriptions, the metaphors, all that stuff. And I kind of looked at the analytical side of things. was like, will this work? Will that work? And that was how we approached our writing. Where Jane, you and I were like hopscotching chapters. I would get us to a point and go, I don't know where, what's going to happen next. And you're like, I've got it. And you would line it up. It was perfect. Yeah. And, we, and then we'd layer. Yes. After that first one, we layered enough that my husband didn't recognize who wrote what. See, and that's brilliant right there. Yeah. You can get yeah. to that point where it's a seamless. Yeah. And you know, we've done our job right. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'm just starting my first co-writing project too. So I'm, I'm hoping that it works out as well as, as you guys have, have worked, but it's kind of with the boss lady with, with Rebecca, her and I are, are working on a project. So I'm sure it'll be good because Rebecca's amazing and she's so fast at everything. So I, I imagine it'd be like, okay, I've got 50,000 words done. And I'm like, all right, I'm on 500. <laughs> so you fast and, 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 and oh. feedback fast too. I didn't realize that like real people could read that fast. It, it was pretty insane. Like the first yeah, time I sent her a book. I'm reading too, so. <laughs> well, I, I had sent her those, uh, those little erotic short stories that I, that, that I had done. And then I think that we got on a call like five minutes later and as we were talking, she was reading them and finishing them real time while we were talking. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? I mean, I like if my wife came in the door right now and said something to me, I would be I would be totally screwed. My brain would like explode. And I'd be like, what's happening? Where where am I? What's going on? I, I just like I can't talk on the phone and, and talk to other people at the same time. But so that's it's pretty amazing. And I'm, I'm excited to work with her because um I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fairly realistic about what I can and can't write and what my, my, my strong points are, what my weak points are. And I, I really feel like working someone with someone who has 
um, some good experience and good strength is, is going to be a cool experience for both of us. I really do. So hopefully, hopefully uh, she doesn't want to kill herself after working with me. So. <laughs> we're we're going to need updates on how this is going. I, I, I'm going to give you updates. I, but if, <laughs> if we have to work at Rebecca's uh, speed, I, I'm sure that this book will be finished in a week. So who knows <laughs> what's what's going on? Oh, it was a live show, Rebecca. Yeah, that that was that was pretty wild. I could not believe what was happening, but uh, but anyhow, it was really cool. And Rebecca, I'm super excited to work with you. Um, so yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be able to do a live show and and read and edit at the same time. I I, yeah. I can't. I don't have the dual focus to do that. And I you know I can multitask with the you know the best of us, but none of the stuff that I do is going to be good when I multitask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I hear you on that, and yeah. and for for reading speed, I'm probably the slowest reader out there. No, like, I'm, absolutely. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I I'm really really a slow reader. That's why I'm only on what chapter five now, and I'm getting maybe three chapters a night when I'm I'm doing the critique because I want to make sure that I get everything. But, but three work. chapters is my max. <laughs> that's work, work though. I mean, that's not you're not just pleasure reading. I mean, you're you're actually reading and working. You're critiquing stuff. I mean. Which I, but, I appreciate so much, but yeah, it's way harder than just reading. I'm, I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not as fast as Rebecca, but I'm not that slow either. So. Yeah, we know you're good at everything, J.E. Taylor. Come on, now. <laughs> Jesus. I'm uh, not a Jason, though. <laughs> I slow reading, though. <laughs> Jason, you can probably attest to this because the slow reading, at least for me, it's it's my my ADHD. I have hyper focusing. ADHD. I can only focus on one thing and I'm super focused on that one thing. And once I'm like, you know, squirreled off into something else, it screws everything up and it's hard to regain that focus again. Wait, what's the, oh, sorry, Katie. There's something going on in the comments here. <laughs> what the hell is happening here? Go into, Joe says, by the way, J Jason let the cat out of the bag. So am I free and clear on that right now? Joe, what, what's, what are you free and clear about? Somebody tell me what the hell is happening. <laughs> oh, all right. Come on. You guys type faster. Just type faster. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> no, it takes me about a week to, to read like a 70 or 80,000 word novel. Yeah, that's about um, right. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I'm, I'm not like I was when I was like, oh, even in my twenties, I could, I could like sit on the couch with it, with a pillow on my back and just freaking blast through a, a book and, and just love it now i'm just like okay maybe i've got two chapters in me i read um, the stand in one day oh you, god you just stop jane Why, okay i i remember doing being embarrassed in first grade because they put me in the slow readers group and i have never sped up since okay <laughs> yes. yes you were in uh, were you in old fives <laughs> I was in the, the slow readers group. I could not read fast at all. And uh, I still don't read fast, damn it. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's a, it I, was I nice. remember I remember being amazed when I read uh, Jurassic Park. Because I finished it in like six hours and I couldn't believe it. That was one of the coolest books. Yep. I, 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 oh, just such a cool freaking book. Yeah, but yeah, I read that fast too. And then I remember... My friend, my 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 first best friend, Adam Eby, and I went to see Jurassic Park in theaters on the day it opened because we both read the book and we we're obsessed with it, and we felt so special because we had actually read the book, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we weren't we weren't like the rest of those moviegoers that just <laughs> went to the movie. <laughs> but man, what a cool freaking book that was! Oh. Anyway, I got I lost track a little bit when you said Jurassic Park. That's my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right, what is going on in the comments? Seriously, I don't know. I there's think like a know. secret conversation happening. I don't even understand. And then, and then I don't either. I think we got hacked by somebody. Yeah, Merc, Merc Rain says we are all doomed, but now we live a life where we don't laugh at others. We don't us underestimate them. We don't judge anyone. We don't hate anyone. Oh, it, it, I, 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 I feel like it's, it's like some kind of poetry, Mark. I just, I don't know you. We'd love to, to hear more about what you're writing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyhow. Yep. Anyway. Where were we, Katie? Squirrel. Oh, squirrel. Sorry. Oh, we were at the end of the show. That's where we were. That's where we were. Well, it's, it's been a lovely 
chat with you guys tonight. And it's so good to meet a fellow Michigander, even though you are from the east side. And uh, Katie, what did I tell you about flying into Detroit on the east side of the state? Why we don't do that. <laughs> she, she might have forgotten. I say, you don't, don't go remember. to Detroit. That's where you go to die. Oh, uh, that, you, I do you remember fly. you saying that. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm actually from south central Michigan, uh, and I just live here ah, for work. So. I see. I see. <laughs> Apparently, there's a comment that explains everything. We will have to find it. Okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Jason. That was that was awesome. Thanks for bringing him on, Jane. That was really cool to meet your uh, your business partner and. Uh, yeah, and Katie, the train wreck, as always. You 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 were great tonight, and you've got Christmas lights behind you now. I love I know, them. Pretty lights, isn't it pretty? Those are really cool. Those are cool. I have a, you know, one of the one of the ladies I work with made me a really cool um, sugar skull um, mask to wear because we have to wear masks. Um, but now another one of the ladies I work with is gonna make me a, a cool uh, Tardis one. And uh, so, and when I saw the design, I immediately thought of you. I was like, "Oh, Katie would love this." Where so can I cool. find one? It's it's all handmade, baby. Oh, does she uh, sell them? I don't think she does. I don't think oh. she like wants more business. I think it's just like a I want to do this for a couple of people kind of thing. That's awesome. Which is cool. But, well, everybody, thank you for joining us tonight and taking time out of your. Uh, quarantine to to visit with the spilling ink crew we we certainly appreciate it um if you like the show share it around you know what to do like it share it whatever you got to do and then come join us next week bye, bye. bye. i gotta hit the button <laughs>